0: All right, we are live for a Thursday edition of the Mike and Mario Show. And, um, yeah, well, what a hell of a week has been thus far in reference to the contagion and how it's a lot worse than they would like for us to believe that it is. And, of course, Mario, you've been keeping a good eye on things, and I've been trying to do my best to stay above water with this. But um, so I guess with the special collaboration <laughs> to help stabilize things up this upcoming Sunday, Monday, heading to this week, do the credits, tweets, everything in between. Uh, so that was a G-Civ that was exposed and it's just one of many to come, but you know, what was your thoughts? Oh, first of all, Mario, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm all right, Mike. And thank you for uh, doing the show on Thursday because tomorrow I'm going to play the golf season here starting. It's getting, well, it's not that warm, but hopefully it will warm up. So I'm playing a tournament tomorrow. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. But, uh, as you said, uh, Last Sunday, uh, UBS basically and this basically the Swiss government backstop UBS purchase of um, Credit Suisse, yeah. and it also uh, the regulators sort of wrote down like seventeen billion dollars worth of these uh, AT1 bonds, and people are upset. the 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 high net worth investors, hedge funds that uh, play in this market of uh, cocoa bonds, they're called, or 81 bonds and the reason the regulator had to let these bonds go is that uh if they uh the only way to convert them into equity would have been if credit suites would have uh collapsed but they didn't want it to collapse because if it collapsed it would have triggered a that daisy chain of uh, derivatives we've spoken about so many times yeah so what they did there's two options they could have let credit suisse collapse And then those bonds would convert into equity, but they wouldn't be worth much. And the second option is for uh, the Swiss government to to help backstop a purchase of Credit Suisse. But uh, the condition for that would be to just wipe out those uh, investors. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. But we also saw the Fed announce on Sunday that they reopened daily swap lines uh, Mm -hmm. to other central banks. And what does that mean? It just means that... uh, The Fed will print as many uh, dollars as the ECB needs and vice versa. The ECB will print as many euros and the Bank of England. And they're just printing money to lend to each other. And the last time they uh, instituted this uh, daily swap line was in March of uh, 2020. (laughs) And we know uh, what happened after that. And I noticed last week as well, the Fed's balance sheet has gone up. Even though they're doing QT, they said yeah. yesterday they're going to continue to do QT, but they're doing QE, $300 yeah. billion. So this afternoon, U.S. time, it will be interesting to see how much more the, the Fed's balance sheet has gone up since last week. So, yes, we've had rate hikes by the Fed yesterday, the BOE today, uh, just to uh, pretend that things are okay, but I think they're far from okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was amazing, you know, when this emergency active action came out about them collaborating uh, for liquidity purposes. And so this was as a result of, as you mentioned, what's going on in Switzerland. And I was talking about earlier in the week that you know all it takes is just one SIB to be exposed, and it happened to be Credit Suisse. And of course, UBS came in and uh, with the help of the Swiss backstopping them. And I'm thinking like, so they they intermingle two banks that are also on the same same on the same pathway. They're carrying stuff that's just beyond serviceable at this point. Everybody's underwater taking major losses. So not only do we got the regional banks, we got the big banks and then also central banks are taking losses. And so with this rate hike stuff. So I want to definitely touch on uh, some of the events. So, as you mentioned, we have the Federal Reserve hiking still, the Bank of England hiking. And then we have uh, Dutch Central Bank reports first loss since 1931 amid rising interest rates. And another article here talks about Switzerland. It said it wasn't just Credit Suisse, Switzerland itself needing a rescuing. So uh, central banks, they're trying to be the backstop. But then again, what's the backstop for them? And how long can they continue to take on losses I right, by taking all this government debt onto their balance sheet, providing counterfeit currency to prop up banks before this loop becomes a black hole that just sucks the entire global economy down, you know, like how much longer, because even with gold and silver prices right now, doing pretty good. People are realizing the flight to safety is definitely not, you know, in, in the hands of sovereign debt as well as a uh, fiat currency. So it's getting sticky out here, Mario.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's nothing uh, to backstop central banks really except uh, maybe uh, just money printing out of thin air with no loans or conditions that would be like Weimar and that's what they're doing pretty much. You know, they keep uh, kicking the can down the road. Uh, the, the, um, the fed announced, of course, a couple of weeks ago, almost now, uh, that, uh, they'd be paying like banks, uh, par on, on paper. That's like worth a lot less than par. that in yeah. my view, that's money printing. But, uh, you were talking about the Dutch central bank, Yeah. Uh, Biggest loss since 1931. What happened in 1931? Well, uh, Britain uh, had to go back off the gold standard. So countries like uh, the Netherlands had a lot of uh, sterling balances. So they lost a lot. The other thing, uh, there's a major Austrian bank called Credit and Stout Mm -hmm. that went bankrupt. And that eventually led to a daisy chain uh, of bank failures that went all the way to the United States. By 1933, a lot of US banks were failing. Uh, it took a little longer, of course, than nowadays because everything is, uh, a lot of it is digital nowadays. And you you sent an article about that too. But what happened to Credit and Stout is that uh, a lot of German banks had lent credit and, stout, and a lot of american banks had lent, lent to german banks so they're all into they were all interconnected back then in 31 and they're all interconnected now and it's interesting that they're making huge losses now as well not just the uh the netherlands central bank or the dutch central bank but the swiss central bank we heard a few weeks ago that they lost a hundred and Thirty-two billion francs in the last year, and they're yeah. ba- they're bailing out uh, uh, Credit Suisse. No, they're not. It's the Swiss public that is backstopping everything, and I think it's a bad sign uh, for central banks. And um, and going back to the Dutch central bank, I think last year you probably remember the head of the uh, Dutch central bank said they have a gold card that they can use to help. Re, Reliquidify their balance sheets, mm-hmm. and that's to let the the price of gold, you know, go uh, moon, <laughs> go to the moon, so that the gold that they have on their balance sheet becomes, you know, covers all the losses.
0: Yeah. Now, as you're talking and describing the events that were taking place in Europe and how they were making their way to, over here to the U.S., you know, the next thought that came to mind is during our you know banking issues we start having here, i.e., Great Depression jumped off, and not too much longer after all that got underway. You know, then we had this right here. Let me just put this on the screen here. Executive Order 6102, which happened to be about, the, you know, not allowing the citizens, to, as they, as they put it, hoard gold coins. And, of course, the gold confiscation or whatever, however it was painted. And so gold was the anchor of that. You know, the problem was there's too much, I guess, you know, credit slash unknown of the banking contagion. And so the only thing that was holding them back was the fact that gold was in the people's hands. Uh, In the form of real money. And so they had to bring that in. Of course, we monetize gold. But so, you know, does all pathways in this contagion lead to gold for the banks themselves as the surefire way to reestablish trust among themselves? Because as of right now, uh, it's just I'm assuming we've already lost more. More people are losing confidence in their. Uh, in their banking, in their banking structure, being able to get funds when they need it, how they want it. So clearly on a central bank side, they have to be also concerned with trust amongst themselves because eventually they're going to start turning, turning on each other. Somebody's going to break the protocol of hiking until infinity to, to ultimately break something before they pivot. And, and, and and as you mentioned, you know, the gold gold window is open back up for some countries. Like, Hey, we need to, we need to backstop this our damn selves. So, ah, but yeah. It's, it's still it's still early man it's just
1: the start of spring mario <laughs> yeah and uh, i think the bank of canada they've stopped raising rates i think uh yeah. but uh, yeah the um what were you saying there about uh, gold uh, about
0: following the banking crisis then gold became a issue of which the u.s addressed with the executive order
1: oh yeah yeah no, but something you said later on i just forgot but anyway It'll come back. Yeah. Can't so,
0: uh, <laughs> so yeah. So somebody, uh let me see. So Lawrence Franklin just mentioned says, "Talk about UK ten percent inflation, four percent interest rates equal UK in big trouble."
1: I would argue that ten percent is more like if you look at the retail price index, which was the 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 index that was used prior to uh, New Labour coming into power in the late nineties. That's mm-hmm. at almost fourteen percent. So the, uh, the real rate of uh, interest in the UK is still highly negative. So, but the Bank of England, uh, they're saying, well, that's going to come down massively later on this year. And uh, so we don't need to raise rates that much. I, I think rates in the UK should be more like 20% if they want to stop uh, prices rising. In the US, maybe the same, maybe a little less, maybe 15%. If you look at the CPI through the eyes of uh shadow stats.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, like based upon their response to the current events within the banking sector, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't give, it doesn't signal to me that they're going to willingly reverse course. Like they're going to stay hard pressed on moving forward. Their foot is still on the gas as far as hiking at the same time, they're taking losses. They're leaking out the back end, but they're still trying to press forward. Now, my question would be, given its current pathway and trajectory and speed at which the banking contagion is unraveling, not to mention all the other things. I saw some about commercial real estate here is coming due and it's to the tune of billions and everything else. Like, you know, what, what will be that pivoting point? You know, will it be an event, external event? And of course the uranium enrichment being sent to Ukraine. We know that's something that the UK is really trying to press. Putin's made it clear that, Hey, you know, we're not going to take that. So we'll see, but will it be to press the war button, rather than continue to take these losses, so they need, a, they need an excuse. Is, is, it, is it time for an excuse before we get into summer? Because it's, it's hard to find all these lies. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I think they have their excuse already, the banking situation. I, I know they raised rates, but uh, underneath the surface, they're actually like pumping up a lot of uh, you know funny money into the system. We saw that swap line reopening, daily swap line, the Fed's yeah. balance sheet going up. Uh, so... I, they already have that excuse, I think. But, yeah, the geopolitical situation is uh, is interesting. Uh, you saw yesterday, maybe, and I spoke about about it this morning in my video, that uh, when Xi Jinping was leaving uh, the Kremlin uh, mm-hmm. to go back home yesterday, he yeah. said, uh, we're going to make uh, the biggest change in 100 years. And yeah. I hope you're behind, behind it with me. And Putin said, yes, I am. You know, uh, what's the biggest change? Well, it's going into uh, another uh, monetary uh, system, I would say, or a parallel one. It doesn't mean they're going to stop using the dollar, but uh, they're definitely going to focus on this new, uh, if you want to call it BRICS or Bretton Woods 3, as some have called it. And Mm -hmm. and I think this this might, uh, you know, I don't know, what will uh, trigger some kind of a pivot, but uh, this could be the reason they do it. They might use another cover for it. Uh, so who knows? Yeah, so mentioning change,
0: change is underway clearly. And so what I meant excuse or cover up is more so like the Western banking cartel or whoever we want to call them, whatever they'll be known in history books, they always like to point the blame. And so right now the banks are having issues. Central banks themselves are having issues. Now i say an escape or an excuse, meaning a war card or something of that nature. My thing is I, I doubt, and I find it hard to believe that the West will sit around and just let these events happen out East without them pressing it to where they need an excuse to point back as to why our banking system is doing so bad now. And of course they trying to use Here they're using the Trump DeSantis political distraction on one side to divert people's attention because Trump was supposed to be arrested on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yada, 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 distractions. (laughs) And then so my thing is usually there's a there's a there's a there's a point they point the blame directly. Like the whole lockdown was due to the health. Now the banking will be because of, you know, I'm I'm thinking cyber. There
1: there might be a false flag, like you said, you know, a cyber attack. Uh, and they're going to blame the Russians and the Chinese. You know, TikTok, they're they're going on a lot about TikTok, aren't right. they? So uh, it's difficult to say, but it's definitely getting to, uh, to a point, I think, uh, where the central banks and governments in the West are between a rock and a hard place because mm-hmm. they have to try to convince the public that they're fighting inflation. But at the same time, they have a huge banking crisis on their hands. Right,
0: and that's, that's interesting that they're stuck between a rock and a hard place because in the middle of that happens to be the currency, and so of course the best way, and I, I you know, what I'm saying like I think a lot of people have learned of last week or so in reference to being able to actually get out of the banks what you think is yours because you're a creditor, and the risk now is falls on you from a from a systemic global event. Everybody bank who but does banking in general, the tra- traditional legacy banking model is being uprooted right now. And so the only thing that is available is to take physical possession more of your own financial dealings. And that happens to be, of course, with gold and silver and everything between. Yeah,
1: I think, uh, sorry, what's interesting, sorry to interrupt you, is that uh, people are realizing that what we have in the banks is not real money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Real money was what people uh, had in the bank prior to the executive order in 1933. They went with the, uh, the bank note, you know, the Federal Reserve note, whatever they were using back then. And, and they wanted to take their their money out, i.e. gold. Mm-hmm. That's what real money is. What we have today in the banks is not even money. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, uh, uh, a promissory uh, a credit you, you've lent to the bank, unsecured loan. So when people wake up and realize that there's no money in the banks, then all oh, hell could break loose, but, uh, it's really, uh, tricky to uh, explain to people who've been conditioned to think that the paper that we hold is money, you know, even uh, us sometimes use the terms interchangeable the money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so like, I, I think pretty soon, if not before the end of this year, the primary question will be what's in the vault. Like literally like, you know, and I, I like to reference, you know, old banking where, you had a vault and it was more of a depository where you deposited your coinage and you of course got some redemption, some, you got some temporary, this is a silver certificate here that I keep as like a, just a little piece, but it talks about, you know, in silver payable to the bearer on demand, you know, demand, which those days are gone, but fiat currency was always meant to be redeemable until modern banking with computers and things of that nature has been predominantly digital now. But you know, what's in your vault, like being able to actually see something in the vault
1: yeah, that is yours.
0: It's allocated for you, particularly like you. It's going to be the Actually, new modern bank. Yeah.
1: Actually, I did a video maybe over a week ago about how much actual paper, you know, notes there are in U.S. bank vaults. Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, the, the Fed used to publish this uh, data. is called Vault Cash, and yeah. they stopped. Publishing it in September of 2020, I wonder why. <laughs> but back then, there's only 95 billion. All the U.S. banks kept 95 billion in total in their vaults, which yeah. on average was only 230 dollars per depositor. So even the the money that's not real money, they have almost nothing in there in their vaults. So, yeah,
0: and then factor in with uh, the 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 uh, scam i would say scam or confidence game of you know insuring through fdic what you put into the banks like how it worked for the last 100 plus you know, almost 100 years after the great depression where that whole idea of ups- insuring up to a certain point now the regulators are not to address that entire amount in general just because majority of the people in those big banks are above that threshold so now it's like okay you know, do I need more accounts under 250000 or are you going to insure up to whatever? Now, assuming yeah. they're discussing that now. Now, will, will that buy them some time if they reassure people up to, say, you know, $10 million, $15 million, or whatever the threshold that they're going to try to create to keep funds in there? So will that buy them some time or is it already too late?
1: Well, Janet Yellen a couple of days or three days ago said that they would basically uh, guarantee everything. But then yesterday she walked back on that and said uh, not looking to do that but you, you spoke about the fdic they only have like a about 125 billion in assets mm-hmm. and i was listening to lynette zhang yesterday uh, from itm trading and she said that they let the uh the fed and the treasury let the fdic keep that because they would have if they had used that for svb the fdic would have had no assets so what the fed did is the fed lent the fdic like 148 billion mm-hmm. so it's like that little clip that's going around of three guys uh giving ten dollars to each other saying you owe me 20 you know i'll give you 10. so what we have now is the fdic uh the fed and the treasury playing a shell game <laughs> and mm-hmm. i think uh, people are not that stupid uh, at least a lot of people are not that stupid to to buy into that, and I think that's why this banking crisis is far from over, and that's why I think you need to keep keep stacking it. I I bought a few uh, ounces today of silver, so I'm gonna keep doing it.
0: Yeah, man, the the the, the flight to safety, redeeming paper and digits into something tangible and for real that you know you have direct access to or can get hold of if need be is going to be the new modern banking so i wonder if i was go ahead i,
1: I remember the uh, what you were saying earlier because i said i forgot you, you oh. said you're saying that all roads will lead to gold yeah. and silver but a lot of people think it's going to lead to like ripple which uh i'm sorry to say it's a technology it's not a monetary asset i just wish yeah. people wouldn't fall for that trap of ripple yeah. I see a lot of that out there. This quantum financial system just seems yeah. like. That. What do you think about that, Mike?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm of the same mindset. Is It's no coincidence that software has become the preferred method of exchange for everybody to where having a piece of the ledger in the form of a token gives a perception of like having access to value on demand when you need it. And I use the example of, you know, Hedera Hashgraph a week or two ago. They shut the whole network down because of a possible glitch, and in that moment, you couldn't get on and get off to do any activity with your coins, even though they're on your ledger. You got your keys; they are yours, not your coin, not your keys, whatever. You can have all that on your own side, but if the network there's a compromise on that ledger of any kind, you won't be able to transact. And I think the the the, the grand event, the grand finale, when we transition out of this into whatever they're going to try to bring us into, it's going to be the it's going to be exposing. That whole decentralized space as being a not a fraud or a sham or could be, but it, it's 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 going to be a, a one of them, aha I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole transition, yeah. this, we needed all this to get to this digital transition, and we gave the people certain projects and coins to make them think that this was a pathway yeah. to freedom. But you're yeah. still in the system that they're recreating for the, themselves, and I don't see no freedom at the end of it. But along uh, the way, uh, you yeah. can probably make
1: funds. I, uh, I I I uh, remember uh, looking at Hadera hashgraph quite a few years ago. They're coming out and it was mm-hmm. the be- supposed to be the best thing since uh, sliced bread. In it's terms unique. of uh, yeah, it's but one thing that bothered me is that the two guys who started it, they're all military guys, and I thought U.S. military. That yeah. doesn't that that just uh, I think Air Force or something, and that. That didn't uh, pass the smell test for me. And mm-hmm. now that you mentioned that they shut it down mm-hmm. recently, yeah, uh, temporarily. like,
0: like really just like stop, stopped it, stop all transactions because of there being some type of possible glitch or whatever. And when I saw that, I tweeted about it, shared my two cents on. I'm thinking like, if it happens, every centralized, every centrally controlled ledger, which happens to be the Ripples and everything like that, they are in cooperation, I think, with a with a much different agenda than giving people freedom and choice to be able to get rich once the Federal Reserve, you know, prints the currency to oblivion and Bitcoin is worth a million, billion dollars. Like, you know, so if, if it has a CEO, if it has a designer and a creator and it has a central office in California and Silicon Valley, uh, yeah, I would be concerned because at some point the governments are war- war going to turn on all these centralized entities. And do you think those centralized entities are going to let their business model and, and their livelihoods go under or they, will they comply with government, regulatory, you know, KYC, on-ramp, off-ramp, you know, your coins won't be able to move until you put your your digital ID in and type of stuff. So, but hey, we ain't got to that point yet. But I'm just telling people, you know, trade with caution, just because it's not set up to free you, it's more so to entrap you. But anyway, um, okay, we got some more subjects to talk about. Um, so let me get here. Let me get some more some good more stuff on the table here. Um, what else do you want to talk about? We I just want to pivot. You want to touch on that um uh uranium situation like with from ukraine
1: yeah. like yeah i mean i i heard about it recently You know, in the last 24 hours and uh the uh i think uh when russia when uh putin and xi jinping when they're having the press conference putin mm-hmm. uh, said that the uk is sending uh shells to the ukraine with uh depleted uranium and, and uh, but uh, the UK is saying that that's normal. Oh, they've always had depleted uranium on their shelves. But then you you hear the guy from the UN, like a mm-hmm. spokesperson, saying that they people should not uh, use these. And I think it's serious. It, it just goes to show how the West, you know, the the Anglo-American uh, axis is trying to provoke the Russians, and it could be one of these events that you were talking about to give an excuse uh, to the central banks and governments to pump up the, the money and credit, some kind of, uh, hopefully not <laughs> uh, some kind of kinetic war, but uh, it, it's worrying and it's uh, disturbing that the UK is actually admitting they've done it and they think it's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there was another thing between the Nord Stream pipeline being sabotaged, this uranium situation. Uh, You throw out another one or two events done by the West to put pressure, of course, sanctions, and Russia still has their funds being held in all the accounts in Europe and yada, yada, yada. You know, Putin has been very, you know, mild-tempered, just from the impression I have, we're seeing. Very mild manner. He has his singular focus as to what his agenda is behind all this, blocking out all the distractions, and he's pressing forward with this meeting or whatever, and we'll find out, uh, I guess, is it this week or probably next week when Xi meets Zelensky with his 12-point plan? Oh,
1: you know? I, I think uh, Xi, um, I'm not sure. I might be mistaken. I saw a headline saying uh-huh. that Xi Jinping refused to, to meet. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, uh, the other thing as well, do you remember uh, last week the ICC, International Criminal Court, Uh, issued an arrest warrant for Putin. And here you have the president of China going to visit him. And he's also invited Putin to go visit him. So just goes to show that the West is desperate (laughs) and uh, the rest of the world outside the West and NATO are not buying into what the West is saying. And and I think that's another reason why our currencies, not just the dollar, all our currencies are, you know, losing, uh, people are losing faith and confidence in them. And that's yes. not to say that the, the, U or the ruble wouldn't suffer either if there was a currency collapse, but we know what they've been doing for the last 10, 15 years, uh, they've been loading up on gold. So uh, I think they'd be able to recover quicker than, than we would.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking of that, like I pulled up a little something real quick. And so this is from the 21st in reference to uh, let me get my screen here. Give me one second here in reference to uh, that visit or not. But here, this is from RT. Make of it what you made. But it says Putin laws Chinese peace roadmap for Ukraine. And it says Russian Putin has praised Beijing's 12 point peace roadmap for Ukraine during a summit with the Chinese uh, counterpart Xi Jinping. So barring some type of change over the last day or so. This was still on the table. I don't know what's in the details of that 12-point peace roadmap that Xi, you know, put forth or might put forth. But if if it's canceled, scrap it. But then if it's going on, you know, it it will be interesting to see what what comes from that if it was to take place. Because I believe ultimately, you know, Ukraine is dead smack in the middle of the Belt and Road Initiative. So Xi has a special interest to make sure that there's some type of deal made because, once again, and once all this blows through, I'm assuming they're wanting Belt and Road Initiative to be functional because Europe is going to follow suit at some point. They're going to have to. I think they're going to cave. If, yeah. yeah if, if not, if this is not all just smoke and mirrors in the first place, and they're giving us the illusion of the you know West versus East, but we'll see. Yeah, I see. Guys- that.
1: Uh, I, I, maybe I, I'm wrong, but I, I see uh, some headlines from about ten days ago mm-hmm. was saying that she uh, to meet Putin in Moscow and speak to Zelensky. He might speak to him. I don't know if he's going to go to to kiev yeah. but he might ju- they might go on a zoom call zoom, zoom. right be, I, I would anticipate a zoom rather
0: than him show up in you know a war zone at that time like you know tr- like uh with like biting and yelling and everybody else just shaking hands and all the actors over there in ukraine Madonna's
1: ex-husband was what's that guy's name gave him the oscars sean penn
0: uh, I, yeah <laughs> oh my goodness yeah yeah anyway okay keep it moving uh what else we got here um Let's let's definitely touch on metals real quick, man. We can't not yeah. not talk about that. And so I'm looking at the metals activity right now, and silver twenty three dollars, man. It's it, it's it's hanging in there. And yeah, we made
1: Sorry, yeah, we made new high for the week in silver. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I still think uh, in dollars, gold is still really uh, undervalued. <laughs> so that makes silver even more undervalued in yeah. in our. Uh, currency here in the UK. uh, Gold uh, made a new all-time high recently Mm -hmm. at like £1,640. It it did come back down, but uh, it's back above $1,600. And I I think uh, eventually when we break through 2,070 or thereabouts in US dollars, we could see fireworks uh, in the gold price or that would just mean that the dollar is dropping. Yeah.
0: And and, and and fiat currencies in general, like I've already taken a nice little plunge when compared to or weighted in gold term. So. All right. You want to get some questions? We'll take some questions. Sure. Let's have a look. All right. Uh, let's see what uh, if you guys got some thoughts, ideas, suggestions, anything to keep an eye on. Feel free to put it out there in the chat and we will share our two cents on it or something of that magnitude. And highlight everything in a dollar so to stand out more so i can uh, see Cinder,
1: it sinned again says gold is a terrible investment well gold is uh is money and it has it's uh, the best store value for the last few thousand years fiat yeah. currency always goes to zero gold gold will not go to zero uh mm-hmm. so there you go
0: yeah and i said don't, i don't i don't i don't consider gold silver an investment because when you invest something you usually you're expecting a return and Something of that magnitude, but yet yeah, gold and silver, if it is money, it's the standard and the anchor.
1: You measure everything else in it, i.e., fiat currency. So yeah, it might, uh, when there's a currency or banking crisis, it, it almost acts as an investment because it, you know, the value of the fiat currency and everything else plummets and gold becomes uh, valuable, not for any reason, but just because it's there and it doesn't, it doesn't default. <laughs> it's always the same.
0: Here's a here's a, a statement from Carlos says Mike uh, Mexican government Mexico government going after mining companies for tax evasion in the billions. <laughs> I, I haven't heard much about it, but I know the the mining sector in general will you know we'll probably touch on that <laughs> real soon because if gold shoots up, of course the mining shares depend on where they at whatever. Also, and then governments may not be too might might not like that too much. and might want a piece of that cut, a piece of that action. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, What else we got? Anything uh, you see here? I see a lot of people, a lot of people over the last couple of days talking about Mexico joining the BRICS and it's not official and it's it's, it's floating out there. I'm not sure where it's coming
1: from. Well, the thing is that I think last year, uh, Mexico and a lot of other countries said they were interested in joining the BRICS. And and this is, I haven't found anything that new about Mexico joining the BRICS. It's just right. someone trying to start something. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mexico joins the BRICS. Why not? Uh, yeah. It makes sense, even though uh, I don't think the U.S. would be very happy. But uh, what can they do now? <laughs> uh,
0: said again, said gold is no different than paper.
1: <laughs> All right. Fine i i think someone said he's uh he's a troll but yeah it's anyway. all
0: fine and good trolls need love too uh uh port film co-op says, are bankers parasites <laughs> um pretty much I, I would,
1: yeah i would, I would say put, so.
0: yeah i would say that and i would say that uh you know the banking structure in of itself is the equivalent of a parasite in the form of like a cancer yeah. like it has to spread through more cre- credit creation and currency creation in order to stay alive yeah. survival the to toast the hosts happen to be the users of the currency sorry go ahead
1: well yeah i i guess let's say if you go back to uh banking before there were central banks then i would say maybe a little bit but uh when you issue currency out of thin air and you you have nothing mm-hmm. you know backing it uh yeah it's parasitical the fractional reserve System is parasitical. The example is if you have a hundred dollars worth of land, and you make four yeah. percent a year, you know, from your crops. The bankers have a hundred dollars; they'll lend like a, a thousand, and make you know four percent on a thousand, which is you know a lot more than the hundred. Yeah. Uh, so it is parasitical, and uh, it's a good gig, <laughs> I would it's say. A gig. But it, it's a gig. Yeah depository banking though for example a bank that only takes deposits to safeguard your money your your gold and takes a fee I don't think that's parasitical that's just mm-hmm. a a safe place to keep your money uh, and a lot of banks used to be like that
0: yeah here's a statement as well it says blockchain is more honest and the only way to stop fractional reserve banking
1: and so yeah, it's done really millions- done really well with uh ftx and and celsius isn't it so yeah i say i you know blockchain is supposed to be trustless you don't need to trust people because it's there Mm -hmm. you know no one can tinker with it but do you really want to live in a world where you don't you can't trust people you don't have to trust people i think trust is very important and blockchain is just a it's it's an instrument, it's not real value, I would say. Right, right. And then also like the idea of
0: verifiable, like that's one of the selling points for the whole crypto space. You know, you can verify, don't trust verify. Like, so I you know, give me your give me your public address and I'll verify that you're you know what I'm saying, what you're holding. I can see everything you do from start to finish. To me, that's 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 a that's a problem, just because you want to be able so to see your own transactions,
1: privacy, world.
0: it's an invasion yeah. of privacy. Right, so that's where privacy coins, to me, you know, offer a better use case in the mm-hmm. form of a currency if you wanted to use that, but you can't see everything. Yeah, I'd rather have be a part of that one. than anyway, that's just me. is as a para para anti Semitical semetical banking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff says, do you think the banking issue will help or hurt Bitcoin? What are your thoughts, Mario?
1: Well, I, I noticed in 2017 when they uh, they came out with futures for Bitcoin and yeah. I saw that Goldman Sachs was getting involved. They bought some exchanges and I thought to myself, Wall Street is going to ruin uh, the crypto space. You know, and this is what we've seen. Yeah. Um, Bitcoin, you know, the idea of Bitcoin is not a bad idea, but uh, it's become Heavy speculative. I spoke to a friend of mine the other day. He said, Oh, I bought some Bitcoin. And I said, Oh, so have you got got it in your own wallet? He said, Oh, no, it's just a fund. I said, Well, then you didn't buy Bitcoin, you know. And yeah. they're trying to do the same thing uh, to Bitcoin that they did to uh, gold. You know, people think that holding uh, ETFs or futures is holding gold, but you only really have gold if you buy the physical yeah, someone could hold it for you in a, in the a vault and you could go there and check it out or you could hold it in your hand. But... Uh,
0: yeah, and another issue is that labeling Bitcoin as a commodity and then having a CFTC regulate the industry is like, okay, the CFTC has been caught in not regulating gold and silver and letting every piece of criminal activity from the banks yeah. completely destroy the price of gold and like, okay, why wouldn't they do it to Bitcoin? Anything is a threat. They go definitely distort it, yeah. disrupt it, try to do but, away with yeah. it.
1: It's interesting you mentioned the CFTC because I think I sent it to you. The uh, the uh, U.S. government said that the the head of precious metals trading at J.P. Morgan and some of the guys that worked for him should serve uh-huh. long long prison sentences for spoofing the market in precious metals. So uh, they're throwing the minions under the bus there, in my opinion, because. You know, J.P. Morgan and all the bullying banks have been aware uh, of all this spoofing, and they didn't do anything. Uh, yeah. This could mean that uh, this uh, manipulation game could be almost over if we're seeing mm-hmm. that. Right. And uh, the fact that the public, like
0: public, like headline Bloomberg, like mm, they they they're getting ready to sing, single out and call out. <laughs> um, you know, the banking cartel. Interesting uh port says did the holocaust happen like they said it did <laughs> i wasn't there so i'm only i'm only can i only can regurgitate to you what i read from books and what i see through documentaries so you know just as much as i do i think as much as we do because neither one of us was there so we'll leave it at that but appreciate the love offering um yeah oh so Rolf steiner um,
1: says a pound skirt uh was 240 uh, silver, silver pennies yet in 8th century England, that's right. And uh, up, up until 1971, there was 240 uh, pence to the pound. And then they, they decimalized it. So now this is 100 pence to the pound. And uh, it used to be uh, yeah silver as well. <laughs> but that's all gone. Uh,
0: Manico, Mike, uh, Andy segment from Miles Franken talk about Mexico applying for Briggs recently in South Africa Briggs meeting. Okay, I wasn't familiar with that.
1: Well, how I don't know. I think maybe that uh, it, it could be, uh, but I'm not surprised, as I said.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, but it's just—it's it's clear. Everyone can, everyone sees how much influence the BRICS have, and then you add the BRICS plus, which is the additional countries that have already put in apps or have publicly stated they're putting in apps. Just assume every nation that's being that has been ruined and destroyed by the dollars dominance will probably want to apply for that organization. So I wouldn't surprise me if if they do.
1: That's
0: right. uh, Which one of the G sevens, you know, which one of the G sevens will pivot and all of a sudden publicly announce that we're going to also collaborate or we're going to, you know, do some things differently to help out this new transition. Like that's going to be, that's going to be some new.
1: I think it's going to be, as I said, I think if you remember A A to Z, Instead
0: of risk, it, <laughs> uh, it says you should enable slow chat to make stores so troll stops trolling. Yeah, I don't know if I have the ability to do that from this particular software here to slow things down. um What else we got here? Um, it's not a default of the dollar. I don't know. All right. So what are we, what's, what's, what's in the, what's in the cards? What do we have? We got a couple of days, a week left, a week and a half left of this month, anything uh pending that on the table, whether it be an, another meeting, anything like that, or decisions or some numbers coming out. I know you you do a good job of keeping track on the numbers.
1: Yeah. I mean, the numbers are all out. I think uh, you have the weekly jobless claims. They come out every week, next week. Mm-hmm. I think uh, tomorrow there's nothing really that important. Uh And, uh, all the major central banks, uh, ECB, Bank of England, and uh, the, the Fed have met. So I, I think we, but there's still a, a lot out there that uh, could uh, bubble uh, from under the surface, you know, in the banking sector. I think we need to keep an eye on that. But uh, I, I don't see any, anything uh, really coming out in, term of the, in terms of the data. They've all, they've all been out. Yeah. economic data so,
0: so nothing foreseeable but keep an eye on another domino to drop basically yeah. minute, another domino could drop
1: first uh first republic bank let me check where that is right now and don't forget first republic jp morgan and all the uh, big wall street banks they they pumped 30 billion into that mm-hmm. so right right now it's trading at 12 dollars it's down 10 percent you know uh <laughs> And uh, it's come all the way down from like a, $150 in the beginning of February. So this could be the next uh, big thing, First Republic Bank. That could be something that blows up over the weekend and they have to save this bank. And the thing about this bank, uh, it's another one of these uh, similar to uh, SVB. Uh, a lot of the depositors are very high net worth individuals. Yeah. And uh, so 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 we got silicon think,
0: valley first republic yeah, and that, that citizens.
1: Uh yeah, I haven't looked at citizens that closely but I, I I would bet that we could see JP Morgan maybe buying uh having taking over first republic like just like they did uh, with uh Bear Stearns in 2008.
0: Now, here's the, one of the biggest things is at this current moment when all banks are pretty much in the same boat taking on losses and, you know, with one of the bigger banks be willing to take on a bank they know is not going to really be as profitable or productive, apart from what the regulators decide to backstop and prop up, you know, how much can they really benefit off doing this other than keeping the contagion from spreading? Like they're all working together to keep this thing contained as best they can. And so within all of that, there's nothing valid, nothing solid yeah, <laughs> other than but, sovereign debt. So,
1: But know, I think the, uh, the Fed would probably help uh jp morgan of course they they create these uh special purpose vehicles in offshore centers off the balance and i think first republic has a lot of wealthy depositors it's good business for jp morgan uh they lost epstein after all yeah (laughs) just a joke (laughs) (laughs) it was a good client for them
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, Mr. Epstein still ain't seen our list yet, but hopefully we get the chance to see that list for summertime. it gives give us something more to talk about. But all right, man, we've got 45-minute mark. I appreciate yeah. everybody. Here's another one here. Lawrence Francis, what are your opinions on a potential marrow dollar? Now, I haven't heard that being mentioned in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what's happening. See see that happening with the whole Mexico drama. They brought it up a month ago or so. Haven't heard about the marrow dollar. I know that was a part of the union. I mentioned that the other day with Mexico, yeah. U.S., and- Canada supposed to join forces. I think that was under the if Hillary Clinton yeah. would have won. Yeah, they I, I don't think
1: that's uh, in the cards anymore. If anything, I, I don't think Mexico would be looking to uh, join forces with the U.S. and Canada. I right. think they're much more willing to uh, play ball with the bricks now. Right, I'd agree.
0: So we'll just have to wait and see which canary drops next. Which, di- which domino drops next? Uh, definitely, it's going to be something. You know, because it's uh, tomorrow's Friday. We'll going to the weekend, of course, central banks will be meeting from here on out, trying to come up with something to keep this thing going. But in the meantime, everybody here tuned in know the importance of you know taking possession of whatever you think is yours because right now people are finding out that you know if you can not hold it, you know do you own it and vice versa. So, all right, Mr. Mario, as always, my friend, it's good to connect with you. Have a good day golfing tomorrow, and I hope you guys got some good weather and everybody else tuned in. Be blessed, be safe, continue to get your weight up, and uh, stay prayed up. So, and I'll see you guys later. See you.